1: The Philippine economy in 2020 shrank. That is not new nor surprising, but we do have new and clearer projections by now. Economists say close to 10% of our GDP was lost in 2020. What does that mean?
2: And the DILG says it will limit the amount of COVID-19 vaccines that local government units can buy. Why? Remains a puzzle to a lot of people.
1: Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Lampay, Alampay, Puma podcast.
2: At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's January 18, 2021. Ito ang Teka Teka, Balita para sa mga uli sa Balita.
1: Time flies. We're in the middle of January 2021. But before we get too far ahead into this new year, let's talk about the economy of the past year. By now, everyone is expecting negative growth from the Philippines for the entire 2020. We're still waiting for the fourth quarter and full-year figures. Pero wala naman sigurong nag expect na biglang tataas ang performance ng ating ekonomiya at the tail end of that year. Kahit economic managers ng Pilipinas are there now saying close to 10% of our GDP was lost due to the pandemic so far.
2: Pero full of hope naman raw on 2021. Many multilateral agencies are actually saying "Papawi and Pilipinas. 6% growth and projection nila for the year. Nakausap ni Janina magundayo si JC Punong Bayan, ng Usapang Econ.
0: Well, there's really a lot to be hopeful for in 2021, Robi and Inday. Pero ang kasabihan nga, diba? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. And while many see positive growth projections for the Philippines this year, Siyempre, ibang usapan rin yung how we get there. O pwede kasing technical lang o sa papel lang yung reason ng pagbango ng Pilipinas, considering that we are coming from a very bad year in 2020.
3: So, yung marami mga agencies ay uh, nagkakaisa sila na siguro magiging malalayang yung full-year GDP growth natin ngayong taon. So, for example, yung uh, gobyerno natin, yung government economies, inaasahan nila na between 8.5 to 9.5 percent contraction Pero inaasahan din nila na 2021 ay uh, magsisimula ng uh, bumangan yung ating ekonomiya ulit. Kasi of course, nandiyan yung uh, easing of the lockdowns and yung uh, looming prospect ng uh, vaccine distribution. Ano. Kailangan natin i-take into account na itong mga figures na ito, baga, mukhang maganda yung growth projections next year ay uh, merong base effect ito kasale So yung base effect ay uh, nanggagaling kasi tayo sa mababang base kasi nga lumagpak yung ating ekonomiya. So, yung uh, konting uh, rebound ay uh, magdudulot ng uh, matinding growth.
0: We also have to keep in mind that these projections are far from being self-fulfilling. May mga curveball pa rin tayo na dapat bantayan na posibleng magderail ng mga optimistic expectations na yan.
3: I think first and foremost, nandiyan pa rin talaga yung banta ng virus. Kasi nakikita natin right now uh, sa marami mga bansa, for example sa UK na natagpuan yung bagong strain ng COVID-19 ay nagdulot ito ng uh, mga polisiyan ng uh, stricter lockdowns uh, kumparado sa kung ano yung meron sila in the previous months. Pero ang uh, commitment yata ng Duterte administration ay parang ayaw na nila <laughs> na mag-implement ng mga ganong klaseng uh, strict lockdowns tulad nung na- naranasan natin nung bandang March, April, at May last year. Wala sa kamay ng gobyerno yun eh. Kasi kung, for example, wag naman sana ay kumalat nga yung bagong strain dito sa Pilipinas, ay pwede natin talagang asahan na meron uling panibagong mga lockdowns na mangyayari. So, meron yung uh, epekto ulit sa ekonomiya natin.
0: yaptan tansyahin yung magiging behavior ng mga tao this year, no? In the light of new developments. Pero there are things pa rin naman that the government, at the very least, can control to help with our economic prospects.
3: Kasi ngayong uh, meron tayong krisis ay napakahalaga ng role ng gobyerno para stimulate yung ating ekonomiya. Um, so lahat tayo nakatutok doon sa 2021 budget kung gaano ba yun uh, ka-effective na mag-spur ng ating economic activity. Base sa mga analysis, yung mga initial analysis ay para siyang election budget. Lumaki yung uh, uh, pondo ng DPWH for example doon sa local uh, infrastructure projects. So, ito yung mga kalsada, yung mga tulay na yeah, bubuuin bubu- bubu- sa 2021 at uh, inaasahan na magiging importante dun sa mga local elections next year. So, hindi porket tinapunan mo ng pera yung infrastructure projects ay uh, ma-stimulate na yung ekonomiya via infrastructure development. Importante din sana makita yung uh, economic aid para sa mga mahihirap, sa mga negosyo na nahirapan dahil sa pandemic. Kahil, dahil ito mismo ay magdudulot din ng waves of consumption throughout the economy.
0: Considering everything that JC discussed, I think we have every reason naman to be hopeful for 2021. Pero siyempre, we can always hope for the best, but things can still go sideways. Masyado pang maaga into this year to really have a handle on how things will go. So we'll remain vigilant for now.
1: Maraming salamat, Janina Magundayaw.
2: Till of the economy, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas announced last week it may cut its policy rate again or further reduce banks' required reserve ratio. Sabi ng BSP, this is an attempt to stoke economic activity by making borrowing cheap.
1: And by making borrowing cheap, basically what they're saying is hopefully this releases more cash into the economy, Hopefully, this incentivizes businesses to generate more activity. Hopefully, that generates jobs. Hopefully, that translates to a lot of the economy revving back up and making it better for everyone. The question, of course, is, is this working? Are people, are businesses investing more and down the line are people spending more? We asked Professor Noel Lacombe. He used to teach economics at the Asian Institute of Management. He is now the president of the Pamantasang Dunsod
4: ng Maynila. When we talk about stimulating the economy, we're talking about injecting confidence for the consumers to start spending. But if the consumers do not have money, uh, they cannot be confident about spending. So uh, where do we turn? Uh, We'd like to uh, see investors gain more confidence about the philippine economy what does that how do we uh, inject confidence on uh, the investors we'd like to tell them and i think this is what governor Jokno was trying to uh, make them feel the cost of money in the philippines is getting cheaper compared to other countries in one sense that's great on the other hand if the investors are not confident about starting new undertakings or new projects, they will just resort to replacing expensive loans with cheaper loans. But is that productive? Not necessarily, because it is only replacing funding for projects that was done, that was transacted last year. So would that stimulate the economy? No, it will not.
1: What LECO is trying to say is monetary policies are great, but if we want to stimulate the economy, we also have to address this matter of confidence in the economy? Are businessmen confident that their investments will translate to purchases of their services
4: and goods? We have to take a look at uh, what can help build confidence in the market. In the Philippines, is COVID-19 infection going down or going up it is decelerating at some point but now it's accelerating again would that create the confidence in the market i don't think so the other day the senate had a hearing and uh, i think the impression i got was the senate or some members of the senate were advocating for commercial uh, procurement let the people buy and not just through the government Or uh, let the LGUs buy on their own. And to me, that only indicates that there is no confidence in the national government to manage the procurement of COVID-19 vaccine. So now, back to the economy. The people are not confident about the vaccine. They are not going to get vaccinated. And therefore, the rise of the COVID-19 infection will continue. So... How can the market be confident about a country, people that continues to be affected by uh, COVID-19?
1: Former NEDA chief and uh, UP economics professor Ernesto Pernia was talking about this recently as well. He was saying that... Lowering the interest rates is really what you would call a supply-side economic intervention. In other words, you're trying to encourage investors to invest more businesses, to rev up their businesses, and hopefully the demand side picks up as well. In other words, as more activity reopens in malls, and factories, and so on, hopefully more people start going out and purchasing as well. But the concern of Pernia is maybe the intervention should be on the demand side, the demand side being the people. And he was raising the question of, "Aan natin all of those more goods and services kung wala namang pera sa pockets ng mga tao. That's demand side economics. And he's saying, government should not forget. That we also need to figure out how to put and keep more money in the pockets of people and households, and that, coupled with the monetary policies, should help to really revive the economy.
2: And when we're talking consumers, we're talking behavior. What really drives people these days is concern for their health, for their families' health, for the public health. Now, Tanungjan is: Has government actions improved this confidence? Dahil hanggat hindi sigurado yung mga tao na it's safe for them out there, kahit anong inganyo ng activities, baka masyadong takers.
1: That's right, which brings us back to Professor Leiko's uh, point, confidence. It's about confidence in public health, but it's also confidence to actually spend more money that hopefully you have a little bit more of. We'll continue to track these complicated questions about how to bring back our economy in the next episodes.
2: Now, speaking of vaccines, over the past few weeks, one LGU after another has come out with statements saying they've managed to procure commitments for so many doses of COVID-19 vaccines. But now, the TALG has said, these local government units can only purchase the equivalent of what will cover 50% of their population. The rest now should come from the national government. Here's the ILG Undersecretary Epimako Densi. The original,
3: uh, original agreement was there's no limitation on those who can afford. Uh, based on the a statement a while ago by Senator Caetano, that was precisely the reason so that they can allo- reallocate their resources for other anti-COVID activities, rather than limiting itself to the vaccine. Uh, the 50% cap is also, again, with the assumption that it's supposed to be the national government who's supposed to procure in behalf of all the local governments. It's just some of the local governments who can afford can just advance uh, the payments of the procurement so that they can get the vaccine ahead of the others.
1: Basically, what the LGUs are saying here is that we're willing to use our own money and our own responsibility and our own mandate to buy vaccines for our own constituents. So you would think that's a win for a national government that does not have all the money in the world to subsidize and buy vaccines for the 70% of the population that we want to inoculate. So the question is, why put a cap on the ability of our LGUs to purchase their own vaccines?
2: I'm thinking that maybe the government, having limited amounts of cash to spare and an archipelago to service, is thinking that it would not be too wise for those with ready cash to corner whatever available supplies of vaccines that come in.
1: I think so. We've been having conversations with national and local leaders. But one thing that both sides seem to already agree on is notwithstanding yung hinihinging powers ng LGUs to negotiate directly with vaccine manufacturers, on the national level, the gatekeeping and the triage work, in other words, you may determine who gets which vaccines first, that will still be recognized as the power of the national government so in other words ang hinihingi lang ng lgus is we just want to be able to order and negotiate for the vaccines that we want you know in DAI, i get the feeling that what the lgus are saying here is it's not about being first in line it's not about access even it's about give us the option to choose which vaccines we, or to be more precise, which vaccines our constituents trust and want. Because one of the big contexts here, let's not forget, is surveys show, both on the national and local levels, that there is very high mistrust for Chinese-made vaccines. Counter that with what we already also know, that the national government seems to prefer Chinese-made vaccines.
2: Lalo na dahil national government officials have been saying, I hindi kayo pwedeng pumili. Tanggapin niyo, kano ibibigay namin? And, you know, that's not exactly the way you build confidence in your people.
1: That's right. In, in any case, this seems to be something that will continue to be a sticking point between local government officials and our national leaders. We'll continue to monitor. Now, we are near the end of our episode for this teka-teka. Pero bago tayo magtapos, Inday, do you or our listeners have an idea on who is speaking here?
4: Kung mag tayo dito. saling ko prominently features Why?
2: Because aside from its pioneering attributes, it also is a legume and merong mga nitrogen-pixing nodules sa kanyang mga root. I think I heard that. In one of the Teka podcasts last week, Rob.
1: That's right. This is a very interesting person, a scientist, one of the Philippines' more important researchers out in the field. And pumunta po kay sa Teka at pakhingan because we have a special three part series on this personality whose story and legacy we really think is important for people to listen to. So follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast.
2: At ako si Inday Espina Varona.
1: Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode produced by our executive producer Kat Ventura, edited by Carl Sayat.
2: With a report from Janina Magudayao. Maraming salamat po.
0: up.